0: Good evening brother good evening john chapter 9 again john chapter 9 entitled my message i'm not good at that <clears throat> my friend brother peter said why do y'all even do that in america <laughs> i said we gotta have a heading i guess for the the internet machine or something i don't know but I have a hard time titling them, but examine yourselves. What is it to examine ourselves? The examining of ourselves. We're told that often, aren't we? We're warned throughout Scripture. Our brother Cassius read it. The Lord told him. He said, you better watch it. You think you got health and wealth religion? Lord just blessed us. Oh, I got a good job and house is doing good. Kids are growing. He said, you better watch it. You're going to get tangled up in things in this world, and you're going to forget. You're going to forget the Lord brought you out of Egypt. Haggai wasn't so sweet about that, was it? He said, you lived in your sealed houses. What's that? Not a tent. (laughs) They had mud huts and had roofs on them. And he said, look at your big fancy living. You're going to forget God. He might bend me over his knee if he come to 2022, huh? We've been looking at this blind man for a few weeks now in John 5, and it's right. I need to tell you this. It's right to preach. I've heard a lot of messages on it. that this man wasn't saved until Christ was revealed and he worshiped him. I wouldn't fight a man that preached that. I wouldn't. To show that is to say that a grand experience, and I don't mean like I had a warm fuzzy down at the church house, you could not see and now you can see. <laughs> That's a grand experience. That's, that's up there. Isn't it? This is the, the, the miracle that's got the second most verses committed to it in all of scripture. We ought to learn something. But maybe he's going to teach us more than just one thing. What do you think? Maybe. It's right to show that a grand experience does not save. It's right to show that just obeying the Lord, doing what his word says. You can read through those Proverbs. Your children are going to mind you. They'll do what you say if you obey God. <laughs> They'll do what you tell them to do. You're going to have money in the bank. You ain't going to be broke. Your neighbors will get along good with you. That ain't salvation, is it? That ain't salvation. Not simply doing what's said. Salvation is not witnessing to your neighbors. That doesn't save you. Going out and handing out Bibles in motels and, and, and talking to people down at the airport and saying you're a mission missionary sent from God, uh, that does not save you. Going to the highest levels of organized religion. He was brought into the synagogues in front of the Sanhedrin and he preached Christ to them. He said, man doesn't do nothing. If we are going to be saved, God's got to do it. If you're going to see something. If you're going to see Christ, you're going to have the light in you, God's going to have to do it. He said that at the pinnacle of religion. That didn't save him. His mommy and daddy came there. They brought them in. And they said, that's your son? I said, yeah, that's your son. He's been blind since he was born? Yeah, he's been blind since he was born. How does he see? Uh, I don't know. You ask him to be forsaken of your mother and father. And then for him to tell the truth, kept getting simpler and simpler and simpler and simpler. Until he finally said, I don't know. I was blind, now I see. He just forsook his mother and father. Getting kicked out of false religion does not save you. The Lord looking upon a sinner. The Lord coming to one that does not deserve anything but eternal wrath. The Lord drawing close to them. The Lord working in them, in His power, as He sees fit. The Lord giving them a new birth. That comes along with some new things, that new ears, new eyes, a new heart. That's life. And that sinner then believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, that's life eternal. None of that other stuff matters. My desire is to tear, tear down any false hope, any refuge, any ground to stand on other than the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. While I was baptized, I don't care. I joined the church. I heard the gospel when I was nine years old. I don't care. You're about to, you're about to find out it matters today. <laughs> Lord, ask some hard questions. Each point of this glorious miracle we have here in John 9. This man redeemed at every turn. If in seeing how God dealt with this blind man, we're made to See ourselves. we were made to examine ourselves and not him. Well, when was this man saved? How about you about when you were saved? Are you saved today? You believe God? Well, I think he was saved. I don't care what you think. That's heresy. Opinion. That's heresy. That's what it means. Well, my pastor told me, don't matter what your pastor told you. Are you saved? Do you believe on Christ? If we would examine ourselves, Christ may be pleased to reveal himself at every step of our way. Today. Would that be something? Do we come into this place expecting God to speak to us? I hope we do. This blind man, the Lord came to and made the spittle with the clay, put that mud in his eyes, said, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Sent. That's the name of the. Group. Go wash in Christ, is what he said. And he came forth seeing. That's beautiful. Be immersed in Christ. We're commanded to be baptized, aren't we? His children obey. Go be immersed in him. Because what it pictures is not the doing, <laughs> what's been done. That's why we do it. But the Lord finds this man. He got kicked out of organized religion, didn't he? The Big churches. You think, how many, how many people did the Lord give sight to in these scriptures? How many people walk around blind in churches all over? Most of them, wouldn't it? There's a remnant. Our Lord finds this man who got kicked out. He asks him a question, verse 35. John 9, verse 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, (laughs) who did the finding? (laughs) I found Jesus. I didn't know he's lost. (laughs) You're the one that is lost. He found you. When he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe? On the Son of God. He did not ask if this man used to believe that morning. All this happened in one day. Do you know that? I I was going to write I had a couple different titles. I said I struggled with that. Uh, a bad morning was <laughs> gonna be one of I thought I've had a rough week. I've had a I've had a pretty hard week. It's been not it's been tremendously unpleasant and lonely and oh it's bad. Nothing like this guy. <laughs> I can see you're going to church right now. Now you tell us how, 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 and they're just barking at him. Where'd you go, church? Where'd you find this out? Who told you? <laughs> hey, he impacted that man to death. Didn't let him go see a butterfly or watch the waves. He had a rough morning. Then he met he met God, didn't he? Our Lord said he didn't ask him. He said, "Did you used to believe this morning? Did you believe this morning whenever I gave you sight?" He did not ask him if he believed. Did you believe whenever that mud actually hit your eyes? Is that when you believe? That's what we that's a foolish question, our old man asks, doesn't it? What about that? What about me? Did you believe whenever you walked to the pool of Siloam? I know you obeyed God. Is that when you believed? He didn't ask him that, did he? He did not ask if he believed when his neighbors noticed. Did you start thinking you really was a child of God when your neighbors start seeing how holy you pray? and how religious you were, and how you read your little devotionals every day, and you gave a whole 15 minutes to God every morning. Is that when you believed? He didn't ask him that, did he? When you got dragged into church, oh, they're going to church now, it's a good thing. No, it ain't. Not if the truth ain't there. Whenever mommy and daddy threw the matter into your lap, is that when you believed? When you got forsaken and you didn't have no mother and father? When the Pharisees kicked you out? That's a big deal. You understand that? I always say that when we have a high priest... That's important. We don't know what that's like in our culture growing up. This man got kicked out of the synagogue. you know what that means? He can't get married there if he finds a woman that loves him. He can't have a funeral there. He can't be buried there where they are. No more Jewish feasts. What our Lord go up to Jerusalem for? Went there for the Jews' Passover. Not the Lord's Passover. Huh? All that religion stops. All those things old you used to do, it's over. He got turned from his idols. Christ did not ask this man if he believed that his name was Jesus. Call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. He didn't ask you, do you believe that I hold the office of the Son of God? That's a dangerous thing, you know that. People say, well, I know there's one God. I, say, I, know, I know Christ is the God man. Well, there was a man with an unclean spirit by the synagogue in Mark 1. And he started yelling at the Lord saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth, art thou come to destroy us? These are the demons speaking. man with unclean spirits in his heart. They said, I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. A demon said that. Does our knowledge matter? He did not ask, Do you believe I did a miracle? in you and I'm here in the flesh that I'm really here not as if I'm a man but I, I did something in you and, I, and, and, I, and I'm really here in front of you he said of course I can see you <laughs> I couldn't see before and you're here I'm looking at you he didn't ask that did he he did not ask as one that believed in God do you believe in God people say I believe in God if you question at all are you sure you believe in God I believe in God I believe in God. What did James say? Thou believest that there's one God? Thou doest well, the devils believe. And they tremble. actually have fear of him. Afraid of him, not fear out of honoring, but they, they tremble. He asks, dost thou? Who does that apply to? You. Me. Anybody, right? Dost thou believe on, not in, dost thou believe on the Son of God? He didn't ask, will you believe? That man preaches a weak, effeminate God that comes around and just pretty well pleases, wishes you believe on Him. That's not a God, that's a beggar. We're the beggar, He ain't the beggar. He didn't say, would you believe on Him in the future? He asked, right now, you, do you believe on the Son of God? A lot of churchgoers will be very, very offended. I've seen it in the past. If you exhort them to examine themselves, if I went one by one, pulled you off the side and said, do you believe God? Are you sure? Do you believe him? There's a famous philosopher. I can't ever pronounce his name, so I won't try. Uh, he said, there's one Christian that ever walked this earth. It was Christ. <laughs> a man was quoting him and said, you know, he said the people ask him if he believed in God. He said, that's one of the most... Uh, Atrocious questions ever. How in the world could I have these scriptures and this God that professes who he is and I see what I've done against him, walk around and even pretend like I believe God? I see myself, I see how I walk in this world. We're to to examine ourselves. The scriptures tell us over and over examine ourselves. So I ought not be afraid to tell you, do you believe God? You believe him? Lord asked that, didn't he? He warned us in Matthew 7. He said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. What did he say the will of the Father was? Believe on the Son that he sent. You believe him? Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? We said what you was going to do, and then you did it. That's why Jonah was so mad when he went to Nineveh. He's afraid he'd lose his witness. Says so he's going to burn that city to the ground. And if you save them all, Lord, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm have a job. <laughs> I ain't going to be a prophet no more. That's the rules. What did Judas do? He said, that's, that's Jesus. Call him Savior. He shall save his people from their sins because they're sinners. Now run to him. That's what Judas preached. He didn't preach a false gospel. Man's not saved under any false gospel. Maybe will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in our name? And in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Then he said, I will profess unto them, I never knew you. I never loved you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Mm. Mm. Iniquity is the good things we think we're doing that's bad things. Your sins and iniquities. Paul told us, he said, Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not? Your own selves, don't you know how that Christ is in you except you be reprobates? How am I not going to be a reprobate? Christ's going to have to be in me. That's what he's saying. Examine yourself. See if he's there. Our Lord sat down with those 12. And he said, Verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. And you know what? Those apostles, people say, Kevin, y'all not doubt like that. Y'all not examine yourself. Y'all just be happy and click your heels and go on. The apostles, one by one, 11 of them said, Lord, is it I? I know my frame. You really know my frame, but I got a glimpse into it. You've, commit, you've convinced me of sin. Am I going to be the one that betrays you, Lord? Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? Of course, Judas said, Master, is it I? And he said, you just said it. And then swiftly thereafter, all was arguing over who'd be the greatest in the kingdom. <laughs> hmm. John Newton wrote that song that everyone sings, every wedding and funeral and everything else. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, not him. I once was lost. Now I'm found. Twas blind, like this fella. Now I see. What's well, encouraging? It? it is. We sing it, we rejoice. That same man also wrote, Tis a point I long to know. Oft it causes anxious thought. Do I love the Lord? Or no, Am I his or am I not? That's not the language of this easy believism in our generation or the generation before or the generation before or 2,000 years ago when this blind man got sight. (laughs) That's not the language, is it? I don't hear that often. It's a rare thing for me to hear somebody. I always hear all the good things they did. If somebody finds out I'm a preacher, the first thing they do is tell me when they got saved, what store they got that from, When they got their faith, how strong their faith is, how often they read. I read 17 commentaries a day. It drowns me. Not who is he. Oh God, if I could see the Lord today. If I could know God today. That's a rare thing. It's a rare thing. This language is not in this modern religious age. And they get offended if you exhort anyone to, or put a question mark on their feelings or their experiences to answer an earnest question, do you believe God? Right now. Not did you? Not will you when you turn... I always said that when I was a young kid. I believe that stuff when I turned 35, 40. <laughs> I did believe when I was 35 and 40. I believed then too. I put it off. So that's for grown-ups. Not what will you do in the future, not what you do in the past. Right now, do you believe Him? Paul told us that same thing about the Lord's table. Let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. He said the reason you ain't some of you sick and dying, you know why you get, you, know you sick? Because you ain't discerning the Lord's body. I think about it every time I sneeze, you know. <laughs> I see Christ today. I see His person, His finished work. It would be much better to answer that question now than to answer it in judgment. What well, think ye of Christ? Whose son is He? Kiss the son lest he be angry. better do it now instead of judgment. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess he's Lord. Oh, the Lord would be pleased to make us do that now. Turn over to Philippians chapter 3. Let's see what else Paul wrote. Philippians 3. That blind beggar, he had a great story. He had a miraculous experience. Everybody in town knew him. He's up in his 30s, at least, maybe 40s. He'd been blind from birth, and now he could see. It. And this said, well, I watched you bump into four trees in one day. I, I know you was blind. And you can see? Who did this? That's amazing. That's an experience I'd talk about. Would you talk about it? Nowadays, that'd make a Wikipedia page, wouldn't it? That'd make headline news, 10 to 15 minutes anyway. That's something to, to, to marvel in, to brag about. Look here, uh, Philippians 3, verse 4. Paul said, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, i more. You think you've got more experiences, more to-dos, more service? Paul said, I've got more than you do. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee. You, you, can't, you can't say anything wrong. I, I, can't, I can't bring no charges against him. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church. you know how zealous he was for God? He went after God's people to kill them. He had his marching orders. Touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Can't hold nothing to me. On the outside of the cup, (laughs) verse 7, but what things were gained to me? Those I counted loss for Christ. Did he mention how Christ called him? How did Christ call Saul? Saul could see fine, didn't he? And the Lord came and shone a light so bright it blinded him. he said, well, it's probably cataracts. Well, the Lord gave him cataracts like that. (laughs) He said, look what a big letter I wrote you. That wasn't as long. He had to write big letters. He couldn't see nothing. He didn't say, well, the Lord made me blind. Remember that guy he gave sight to? He made me blind. That's what we want to be made blind. But he didn't mention that experience, did he? He says in verse 8, yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung. (laughs) Dung. What kind of language do you think that would be in 2022? That I may win Christ. What happens when you win him? Well, I get to go to heaven. I don't have to be underneath the law no more. No, that I might be found in him. (laughs) Be made one with him. Not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law or an experience or a baptism or a devotion or a church membership or, or whatever, or watching the Lord's table. Not have my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. Not even my own faith, his faith. What's your faith? He's faithful. That <laughs> makes people mad. That makes me glad because I know it won't fail. The righteousness, which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, be made conformable unto his death if by any means, no matter what the cost comes, if I have to be crucified on the cross, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Does that just mean I want to come out of the grave? I want to come out of the grave and be with him. What does he put in my hand to do? It don't matter. Just do it. Let <laughs> time go by faster. Look into him till we're made like him. Paul had the same heart and the same position as David. Do you know that? King David and the same one as all of God's children. Well, my grandma didn't have that. Well, I don't know if she's God's child or not, but all God's children have the same position, the same heart as David and as Paul and all of them. What do you and I find when we examine ourselves? Well, we need to fly a little straighter. We need to cut the grass down to church more. I need to do some more reading. Is that what we find? It's real important. Pay attention. What do we find when we examine ourselves? I'm gonna take, take. Give me ten seconds, Tim. You remember that? On your feet, half right face, front lean, rest position. Move. Yeah. Let's take some deep breaths. This is important. I wouldn't make everybody stand up, shake it out some, but take a deep breath. What do we find when we examine ourselves? Do We need something more to do. No, 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 no. When a child of God examines themselves, they find nothing. 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 It's dung. It's lost. Throw it away. It's garbage. Worm food. In my hand, no price, 38 year old Augusta top lady. That's how long he lived. In my hand, no price I bring. Simply to thy cross do I cling. I'm empty. That's what David said. We looked at a couple months ago in Psalm 17. Thou hast proved mine heart. You proved to me, Lord, what I am. Thou hast visited me in the night, my lowest part. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I'm empty. Without Christ, I'm nothing. I don't have a leg to stand on. If He didn't, if I'm just blind, sitting on the wayside, he passed by me. He came to me. He gave me sight. He keeps my sight. He strengthens me. Yesterday's mercies will not do for today. Dost thou believe the Son of God right now? Do you believe on him? What about that great apostle Peter? <laughs> The Lord asked him a third time, didn't he? Three times. Simon, thou son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he was grieved because he asked him a third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. (laughs) We will know. I know whom I have believed. I know that. But it matters if he knows. Lord, it matters if you know. What did he, what do he say to the prophet? He said, I know the thoughts I have towards you. My thoughts prone to wonder. My thoughts are, are so small. I, we don't have faith to move a mountain. We can't we ain't got to, faith is a grain of mustard seed. It matters what his thoughts are. It matters his knowledge, his loving. He has to love me first, or I can't love him. Back in our text are in John 9. Verse 35 says, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And I thought, you know, there's not an assumptive or presuming statement. That man said, I receive sight. You believe God? Yeah, but I, I can see now. He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? What a wonderful question. Who is the Son of God? I would that all men, women, and children would forsake their own knowledge and their own experiences and be made to sincerely ask the question, Who is he? Who is he? I can tell you who he is. We've been going through his names for a while, haven't we? He's the Lord that provides. He's the Lord that heals. He's the Lord our banner. He's the Lord our righteousness. The Lord that sanctifies. He's our Sabbath. Wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father. His person, he's the holy God, the whole Godhead manifest in a human body. He came to this earth as a substitute for his people, because their blood doesn't count. It won't atone for nothing. And he shed his own blood on the tree for his people. He was made sin. The feminine noun. He was made his bride, his people, that we might be made his righteousness, his works of a holy nature. <laughs> We're his workmanship, aren't we? And it's finished. When a Kevin, you got to, you got to what? Add to it? You're going to do something better than him? It's finished. It's plumb done. He's seated at the right hand of God right now, ever living to make intercession for his people. The work's accomplished. Bow to him. Surrender. Believe on him. Believe on him. Isn't that why we're here tonight? Who is he? Well, I know who he is. I don't ever ever have to hear that again. No, I need to hear it now. I need to hear it again tomorrow morning, tomorrow at lunchtime. Tell me. I want to know who he is. Don't you know who he is, Kevin? Of course I do. Tell me again. Tell me what he's done. Read it one more time. Let's read this one more time, but let's put our thing caps on this time. John 9, 36. He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? The commentators, the men of old that aren't in this generation anymore, they got a lot of things right. Old Brother Gill said, even though he had been cured of his blindness by him, and he vindicated him, and he pleaded him before the Sanhedrin, and he suffered so much for him, those things did happen. Physically, Old Brother Gill, that writer, Old Brother Hawker, Oh Brother Rusk, Old Brother Spurgeon, Old Brother Fortner, Old Brother Thacker. <laughs> we've never been born blind and given sight physically. I don't know what that's like. But we've, we've, we've heard of some things, don't we? We understand some things. If someone's born blind, their sense of hearing is a whole lot better than my sense of hearing. Isn't it? Their sense of smell is probably sharper than my sense of smell. And he heard the voices just a few hours ago, right before mud was applied to his eyes. He heard some people talking, and he said, he heard them guys say, well, is this one sin or his parents? And likely, he said, hey, here it comes again. Somebody's going to come up to me and say, how was you blind? What's it like not seeing? Somebody's going to come up to me and say, have you ever tried these herbal supplements? A bunch of snake old cells, and I'll come with a warning, disclaimer. But he obeyed God, and he saw, and he heard the voice of the Lord, didn't he? What's the message that he heard? Look back verse 1. John 9, verse 1. And Jesus passed by. He saw a man which was blind from his birth. That's us. We're blind from Adam. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered in complete patience and long-suffering. that self-righteous question. Neither hath this man sin nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. What do you hear? God's going to work in him. The workmanship of God's about to happen in you. I must work the works of him that sent me while it's day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. That's a pretty good message, isn't it? <laughs> that's a pretty good declaration I can say those words God can apply them in power if he, if, if, if it pleases him when he had thus spoken he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him go he gave a command wash in the pool of Siloam which is by interpretation sent and he went his way thereof and washed and came seeing that's the words he heard that's that souped up hearing an improved hearing he had because he's never seen his whole life. He heard people speaking. He heard what was said. This is the light of the world. And I heard somebody spit. We know what that sounds like. You know what it sounds like when somebody spit, right? And I heard S-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t. mud was made. And then all of a sudden, I felt some. I couldn't tell how close it was. Somebody touched me. They put mud on my face. They didn't, nobody's asked me a question yet. <laughs> Nobody said nothing to me. Somebody put mud in my eyes. And now he sees A couple hours have passed. He's went to the Pharisees and come back. He's probably seen in his entire life, in his four decades of living, 25 people. How many people has he seen? 50 people? Maybe 100? Ever? In his whole life? Ever? But he's heard something. He recognizes these voices, and he knew the light of the world was one of these men that's sitting right in front of him. The one sin of God was here. The one that God was manifesting his glory through in the hearts of his people was one of them people right in front of him. And he says in verse 36, he answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? Which one of you? I can't distinguish. Who is he, Lord? That's why we're here. Hear who Christ is. Hear about what he's done to see him. Let me eat. Let me drink. Let me see. Let me live. Let me rejoice one more time. Those men in John 12, they came to Philip and they said, sir, we would see Jesus. We would see. Would you see? Would you believe on him? Verse thirty six says, "And he answered, said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him?" And Jesus said unto him, "Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee." And he said, "Lord, I believe," and he worshipped him. Do I believe on the Son of God right now? Not did I, not will I, not. Well, I've been baptized, and I've confessed, and I've preached, and I taught Sunday school. I've been a member of the church. I walked to Nile. I was born into it. I had good believing parents. No, do I believe on him right now? What is it to believe on? We've looked at this many times before. I'll say it again tonight. Believe on. He's my foundation. He's what establishes everything else. Not just believe in, believe on him. I believe on the Son of God. He's the source. He's the one that first loved me. He's the one that came to me, worked to me, preserved me. And he's the one that keeps his word. I don't keep his promises. He keeps his promises. I believe on his promises. <laughs> Our Lord said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. You know, I don't build my house in a rock or about a rock, but on a rock. The rain that said the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. What did Moses say there in Exodus 33? Lord, show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I'll have compassion. That's his prerogative. He's God. That's his right, not man's. And he said, I'll make my glory pass in front of you, Moses. And people say, oh, they, they pound on election, don't they? Lord elected the people. That's a fact. What was, what was the most glorious, miraculous, and merciful thing he did? He put him in the cleft of the rock. He set him on a rock on the rock, and then he put him in that rock and covered him with his hand. He put his child in Christ so he didn't die. Pretty good, ain't it? If you believe on Christ, you will believe in him. If you believe on him, you'll obey him. If you're his, you'll obey him. Now, if you just believe in him, you may worship or You may be like those demons. You may know his name and his titles. But if you believe on Him, you will worship Him. Our Lord said, What is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected is the same become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken. You fall on Christ, on Him, you believe on Him, you're going to have a broken heart because you're going to see what you are. That's what the Holy Spirit... i bumped into people this week. It's, I've had a unique week. This is, <clears throat> troubled me about the Holy Spirit. And I said, well, did did that Holy Spirit profess Christ? No, it did some magic tricks. (laughs) I don't know what the hell. I scared to ask. He said, he will come speaking of me and he will convict this world of sin. Not sins, not plural. Sin, that's what we are. That's that's running through our veins. That's our DNA. It's our instinct, our nature. He'll convince of sin. He'll convict of righteousness that Christ is the only thing that's righteous. He's the Holy One and that judgment's been totally satisfied, Satan's been defeated, and it's all finished. ain't nothing else to do. Now, if you come in contact with the Holy Ghost, that's what he's going to tell you. <laughs> Christ said so. God said so. And we'll have a broken heart if we fall on that stone, but whosoever that stone shall fall on, it'll grind him to powder. Oh, fall on him. I pray he'll make us trip on him right now. Verse 38. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, for judgment i come into this world that they which see not might see he came to seek and to save the lost he did it and they that which and and that they which see might be made blind all those that think they know something they think just cuz they have physical sight they have spiritual sight he's going to show them that they're blind and some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? <laughs> they, finally, they, they didn't get it, but they was paying attention. You saying I'm blind? You saying I ain't one of God's? What you talking about? That's how we started this, isn't it? It hurt some feelings. It hurt their feelings, didn't it? What else did he tell us? The healthy don't need a physician. You saying I'm blind? So says you. You ain't got a problem going home. You don't need an ophthalmologist. You don't need a physician, do you? You have to be blind to be given sight. You have to be lame to be able to heal, to walk. You have to be dead to be given life. Has the Lord gave you life? I don't know. Was you ever dead? (laughs) I know all kinds of people say, I'm living in Jesus. When was you dead? Don't tell me when you got saved. Tell me when you got lost. That's a good thing. Jesus said unto him, If you were blind... You should have no sin. What's this man said? Who's Jesus? I don't know. He saved me. He came to me. Uh, do you believe on him? Who is he? I, I worship him, Lord. He was blind. He didn't know nothing. Lord says, if you were blind, you should have no sin. This man's sin's forgiven him. But now you say, we see, oh, we see. I see, I see, I understand, I know what you're talking about. I get it, I get that prayer. You know, what did his apostles do? The Lord said, if you have ears to hear, let him hear. That's a command. Isn't it? <laughs> they got him to the side, all the people left, and the apostle said, Lord, what did that mean? <laughs> and he said, come here, buddy, sit down, let me explain to you. That's compassion. That's a difference between sonship, isn't it? But now we say, we see, therefore your sin remains. If you believe, i can tell you this, if you believe on the Son of God, you shall have everlasting life. Do you believe on Him? You've got to know who He is believe on Him. You can't. How can they believe on Him of whom they've never heard? And how can they hear unless a preacher, not a book, not a... Henry Mahan said that, and I turned somebody's head upside down. Holy Spirit ain't never speak through a cassette tape. Do you know that? How can they hear unless they somebody tells them? How can they tell them unless they, how can they preach? Unless they be sent, sent of God. That's important. Darwin has a good article. i put putting a bulletin this weekend. Oh, that someone would believe on him now. That I'd believe on him now. <laughs> Not now. Tomorrow morning, guess what? I'm going to have to believe on him tomorrow morning. Lord, come to me. Come my way. Give me eyes to see your son. That'd be good, Let's pray. Father, thank you for this hour. Lord, we're blind. Give us eyes. Lord, we're deaf. Give us ears to hear. Lord, we have cold, dead, stony hearts. Give us new hearts. Make us alive. If you give life, it's eternal, Lord. Allow us to see Christ, who he is, and allow us to worship him as our Lord. As our Lord. Forgive us for what we are, Lord. Save us. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen.